Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm uh, joined by Giovanni Gardina, Melissa Barrett, and Stephanie Vetter. I'm Steve Napolitan, and we're all co-hosting this amazing show. Again, we call it More Business, More Life. And today, we're going to talk about exactly that, some actual things that we can do. And what is it? Work less. Actually put parameters. Take more breaks. Take more holidays, take more vacations. You might say, oh my gosh, you're crazy. How do you do that and have more business? Well, then you better listen in because we're going to tell you exactly how we do that. How do we take more life breaks and enjoy more of our life and actually outperform other businesses and have more business and more life? This is actually the most close uh, to the title that we could be on this episode right now. Let's jump in. Today, we wanted to talk about time right we say more business and more life and if we want to achieve that there's something we have to do we have to actually work less and that might seem like an oxymoron right like okay well how do we have more business if we work less we definitely see we could have more life but we actually want to share on today's podcast how you can actually work less achieve more in your business by doing so and achieve that more life segment and I'll kick it off by saying this, you know, when I first did this, it was, it was difficult. What I had to do is quite simply, what we have to do is get in the habit of having a time to stop, stop the tasks at hand, because what happens for a lot of CEO founders, entrepreneurs, and many executives that are super career oriented, especially when you're socially conscious, you're building a business that you want to make a difference in the world. You're so passionate about it. You're pouring your heart into that. And there's this idea that we need to grind hard. And, you know, maybe that's what you want to do. I'm not saying this is wrong or right, but I want to bring up something that there is another way. There is another way. And the way that I found is that I actually had to put a stop time. I had to stop working at a certain time. And what that did and what we'll explore over the next hour here is that that allowed me to, uh, one, leave and go enjoy my family and other things in my life that were also important. Many of us are not one thing. We're not just our work. We're not just that career. We also have other uh, hobbies, interests, maybe family, maybe travel. And if we don't stop working, we miss out on those things. And I would also make an argument that we also don't work as well because we're exhausted. We're, when I've taken big time off and when I've enjoyed my evenings and relaxed, I show up to the activities of the next day at a higher level. And then the part that I want to just, I, and I'm just sharing some of the the bullet points and then let's extrapolate this and discuss it as a, as a team here. 
This also forced me to prioritize at a much higher level. We think we prioritize, but when you have a limited time to work, then what happens? We tend to make sure the most important things are done. So when I started doing that, guess what happened? I started making more money. And isn't that crazy? We think that if we have to put, we have, if we want to have more money, we have to put more time in. That's not always the case. In my opinion, if we actually work less, but on the most important things, and we like to call it one thing to win, if you focus on that one thing that's going to make the most achievement in your desired outcome, what would that be? And if you actually get that done, you could actually work less hours and have more achievement. We tend to do a lot of busy work and activities filling up that time that we quote unquote are supposed to be spending at work. And then we actually get less achievement and we lose our life. What do you all think about that? I totally agree. And I was just going to say, you know, my father used to tell me, bless his heart, Andy Parks, he would say, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. How are you using yours? And I will tell you, I am one of those people that thought that, yeah, you just got to get in the grind and work and work and work. And if you're working 18 hours a day, you just need to work 18 hours a day. And then when you retire, you retire. And I think what has been transformational for me is just even just the ability to set a timer. That was like revolutionary to me when you said, set a timer for what you want to do. Focus on that thing for those you know, whatever it is, 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And it like transform. First of all, you didn't, it, it, you didn't realize how much time that actually was. And so even when I started doing it for like 30 minutes, then I realized I didn't really need 30 minutes, but you know, you'd end up taking 30 minutes because you have 30 minutes. That's what you dedicated to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the more you did it, the more I did it, the more I found that I was actually more productive. And, you know, to me, you had the ability to take different time to even be more creative because you could really focus, clear your mind of the clutter and then really focus on kind of the the important things. You know, you talk about prioritizing but the ability to kind of take that time and transform it into what you want and really, you know, in my case, plan my fun for the next day or the next day, because I always have trouble planning fun. But it's, you know, the ability to kind of use your time in a way that is actually more fulfilling and more um, focused on what you want your life to be as opposed to just working. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, and Melissa, you brought up planning your fun first. I, I remember hearing Zig Ziglar's speech. Now, this is recorded. I wasn't there live. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Zig Ziglar was a very famous speaker. Um, he's passed on, but the, Zig Ziglar uh, had this speech. I, I called it, I don't know what it was called, but I call it the Acapulco speech because he walks on stage and he says, what if, hypothetically, I had two extra tickets to go to Acapulco. Who would want to go with me? 
And then, yeah, and everyone raises their hand, right? And he said, yeah, it's all expenses paid, like all the food, drinks, the flights, the rooms, everything's paid. And then again, who wants to go? And the hands went up. He said, the only trouble is we leave at eight in the morning tomorrow. How many of you still can go? Hands went down, right? People had, he said, I understand life things happen, right? Maybe you have to have childcare. Maybe you have to have this. Maybe you have to work tomorrow. I don't know what it is, but some of you said you can't go. Some of you that still have your hands up. And then he asked the audience, like, you know, what do you have to do before 8 a.m. tomorrow to, to go? And then people are like, I have to find someone to watch my kids. Some people still had their hands up. I have to find someone to take care of my dog. I have to pack my bag and all these things. And they're rattling off lists and lists of stuff. And he said, who's going to get that done? And then hands stayed up. And then he said, is this the average amount of stuff that you normally get done? And they're like, no, it's more. It's more. It's for sure more stuff. And he's like, well, how is that possible? How are you going to get more done than you average than the average time that you do? Oh, because I'm going to go. I'm going to go on this trip. If you're going to give me this trip, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything possible to get it done. And then he comes back to the whole audience. He's like, how is that possible? How many of you been were going to leave on a trip? And you got more done in that day before you left than you would on an average day. Everyone raises their hand, right? Then the, that's when the reality starts setting in my mind. Look at that. We're so excited to go on this trip that we're willing to like do more in a faster period of time. So then it came into my mind. I, I always like to push things a little further. I was like, wow, what if I, and he said this, he's like, what if you do that every day? What if you're going to go to Acapulco every day, right? But then I thought, okay, well, well, how can I make that a reality? And I said, well, you know what? I actually have to plan my fun first. Instead of just uh, forcing my mind to, to just decide to act as if I'm going to go to Acapulco tomorrow, maybe I'm not going to go to Acapulco tomorrow, but what other fun thing can I do? Can I have a date night with my wife? Can I take one of my kids out for like a one-to-one -one event together just to have that personal time with one of them or is it a whole family gathering or am I going to take piano lessons or am I going to take dance lessons like what what thing can I book so that it's beyond me because chances are in my life if I don't have something on my calendar then I'll be like ah, I could work that extra hour no big deal so if we actually plan our fun first, going back to Melissa, and I know you said this is your your tough thing because Melissa has decades of being an executive woman, working her way up in the corporate world, and it's not really discussed to do these types of things. So then when all of a sudden I come along and I'm like, hey, Melissa, plan your fun first. She's like, what's fun? <laughs> like, what is, what is, right? Like, what do I actually think is fun, right? You know, and, and what's interesting is I have, I mean, there were lots of people around me all the time telling me about their trips to Greece or, you know, you know, wherever they were going, India and all these different places. And I used to go to different countries, but I was working. I never actually had time to go enjoy the place. <laughs> So, I mean, for me, even taking an extra day to do that, I mean, I remember doing that one time, Steve, after we talked about it, and I took an extra day in Japan, and I went on a tour by myself, 
which to me was like, okay, this is a big deal for me. But of course, I couldn't read anything. And so I didn't know the language. I didn't, you know, they did the tour in English, thank goodness. But it was, you know, I was supposed to meet them at a certain point. Then I got lost. I mean, it was kind of crazy. But afterward, I felt good that I actually experienced it because I did learn a lot about, you know, the country I was in and I actually took time to enjoy it. Yeah. But there's so many times that people look up and you realize like 20 years have gone by and, and you've just been grinding. Yeah. And that, that's not what we want, right? What's the whole purpose? And that's where it comes like, what is your purpose? That's why we talk about it. What, what do you want out of life? And for most of us, most of us, it's not singular. Yeah, we might want to achieve this thing. I definitely want to help as many people have the freedom they desire. But I also want to be a father. I also want to be a husband. I also like music. I want to play music. I'm, you know, and I'm learning that later in life. You know, I'd like to learn other languages. You know, my family is Italian heritage, uh, lost the language when they came to America. My grandparents spoke it fluently on both sides, my father's side and my mother's side. And they purposely restricted the language from their children, my parents, so that they could be English speaking Americans. And that's sad to me. We lost the language. That's a whole nother topic for another day. But I also want to learn Italian. So I'm learning that, you know, so these things that you want to do, that's what I'm suggesting plan that. And guess what? Then it forces you to leave for Acapulco quote unquote. Right. And then that, then you think, oh my gosh, that means I'm going to have less hours to work. Well, guess what? You're going to focus on the most important thing. And when you focus on the most important thing, what happens? More business. It's done. Yes. Things get done and, and you actually focus on the right things. You know, I know you've done this stuff. I mean, you could do a million things, but if you focus on the most important thing, you can actually work less hours and have more results. Yes, absolutely. It sounds counterintuitive at first when you hear it, but, you know, just even thinking I was looking, I was watching something on social media last night and it was talking about how time goes by, months go by, years go by. Like, do we want to be in front of the television? Is it the Netflix show that we want to remember or is it something different? And if it's something different, then we have to make that happen. You know, Melissa says we all have the same 24 hours a day. We all have the same time, but what are we going to choose to do with our time? And are we going to put restraints on it? And I, I get it. I mean, I used to work late at night because I had just the impossible to-do list. I wasn't delegating anything. I wasn't prioritizing things. I was just trying to do all the things. And and you can keep working as long as like as long as there is light in the day and even beyond. Like you will keep working as long as you're sitting at your desk. But what are we working on? How important is it? Is it driving the most important thing forward? Like what is the most important thing in our business or in our life? And are we putting that at the top of the list? Like, are we doing that first? And then sort of trying to figure out, like, do I have to do this? Can somebody else do this? What is it about that? And then not even just from business, like we have to choose what, you know, our fun. And I think for me, having the stop time is important. But what actually really helped me was choosing my start time. That was huge for me to go, oh, 
actually, I can end at the same time, which would be fine. I could still end at five or six or whatever. But when do I want to start work? And how do I want to begin my day? Because I learned through this that that was something that was really important to me. How I felt going into the day, not just dropping off my kids and literally running back to my desk so I could pop up on Zoom at 8.30. It was like, barely got a coffee or a bite to eat or whatever. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. But you have to say no, like you have to choose and say yes to like what you actually want it to be. And when you do that, like for me, just starting the day with that energy, I was so much more productive. Even if I started an hour or 90 minutes later, the quality of what I was doing during the actual time I was working was next level. Like my sales went up, my productivity went up, I got promoted, which wasn't a great thing, but <laughs> felt like success at the time. But yeah, I mean, it's huge, all of it. I want to just emphasize it is the quality over the quantity. That's and that is key. We were, you know, it's it's kind of even ridiculous that we judge our work by the hours that we work. I mean, there are organizations now it's required that you work eight hours or ten hours, and we're judging the human output based on the time. Uh, which is ridiculous. And even getting paid by the hour, that's saying that you're worthy only of your time. But, you know, like you could go in for one hour and you could change a business in one hour, right? The value changes hour by hour. And I would even argue the more hours you have your team working, the lower the output per hour. So you're actually, you know, and that's, you know, this, uh, again, it seems counterintuitive, right? Like as an employer, you're like, I want my people to work and all, and you know, but the reality is when their battery is half full, when they're low energy and it happens quite quick, quickly, you know, uh, they say psychologists have different, there's different psychologists have different, uh, arguments about this, but you know, they say like the human brain, uh, goes in 45 or 90 minute cycles. Like even when we sleep, they say you go through all the sleep cycles in 90 minutes. So usually like even when we run workshops, we do 90 minutes, take a break for 15, another 90 minutes, then take a break for a meal, which then we break for 90 minutes, a 90 minute meal. Cause by the time you go get some food, eat, maybe then walk around, you know, like actually have a midday break, maybe take a nap, then come back another 90 minutes, then take a break. And then another 90 minutes, that would be like an eight hour day ideal. So you have four work times, right? Four 90 minute blocks. Then, or you could do two 90 minute blocks or three 90 minute blocks and reduce the amount of time that you're working and then focus. What am I going to do in each of those time slots? Melissa brought this up, setting those timers and this time slot, I'm going to work on this activity and then you can right size it, you know, cause that's the other thing that many of us do. We try to squeeze so much of our, our life into, uh, it, you know, basically into a huge amount of time and then then we feel dissatisfied that we didn't get our to-do list done that by the way is like over a hundred things and like completely in a way irresponsible to even think that we could do all that and then we kind of let ourselves down and by the way those things they don't seem that big of a deal but your mind your subconscious mind says i didn't do enough so then you live the whole night you're at home with your family or you're doing something and you're like i didn't do enough i didn't do enough it's in your head so if you actually say, these are the three things I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm going to fit them into these time slots. I know to Stephanie's point, I'm going to start at this time. I'm going to end at this time because I'm going to go play. And you get those three things. Then, then you have to determine, 
What are the three things that are most important? What are the things that are going to change the business? And then that goes back to the value. Uh, chances are those three things are going to be much more valuable than you working eight hours on a bunch of small stuff that actually does very little for the business, very little for the value add. And we should be basing uh, the way we pay our employees, the way that we build our team and the way that we treat ourselves based on the value that we bring, not on the hours that we serve. 100%. I used to feel like, oh man, I got all these things done on my to-do list and it was a bunch of little stuff. But then the next day I was no closer to being where I wanted to be. I checked boxes and something about that was satisfying, but you're right, that feeling at the end of the day of, oh my God, I still have so much more to do. You, you're you not celebrating that you, what you've done well. You're not celebrating that you did have successes throughout that day. You're just looking at this unfinishedness that's happening from your to-do list and then trying to figure out how you're gonna cram all that in that didn't get done in the midst of like, for me, it was just meetings. Like when am I gonna, I had all these meetings and I would create all this work and then I had no time left to do the work. So that's what I was doing at night when there was no meetings. So when I was supposed to be hanging out with my kids and it's just not a way to be, there is a better way. And this is the better way, well, part of it. I know we're just scratching the surface of how, how like, how do we do this really? But this is, this is the way. Yeah. This is where to start for sure. And that even brings a point like limiting the amount of meetings. If someone says, oh, can you make this meeting? No, I'm too booked that day. So that comes back to saying no too, like giving space for yourself. I can only have so many meetings if I want to get the, the, the one thing to win. So if I want that one thing to win, to get done, then I can have meetings. And, and let's also bring this up then. Let's add one more layer to this. There are a lot of things to make successful business, right? So then if, how do we do all of that? If we're going to restrict the amount of time, one, we already said, we're going to prioritize like amazing, right? And by, and I'll tell you, you think that you're prioritizing well, you might be listening to this. I already prioritized well, I thought so too. But then once I restricted time, oh my gosh, then I realized, oh, cause I come up with, there's eliminate, delegate, automate. And I'm going to have Giovanni jump in here in a minute because he's like a master of delegation but many hands make light work. But I will tell you, even eliminate, you might look at your to-do list and say, oh, nothing can be eliminated. But then when you actually have to uh, be somewhere at a certain time, all of a sudden things change. I'm going to tell you a story. One time my daughter was in a play and she had been rehearsing for weeks. And then I'm leaving the house and my wife said, don't forget uh, her play is today. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's next week. And I even pulled my phone out. I'm like, look, it's next week. It's my wife said, I don't care what it says on your phone. It's today. And I'm like, oh crap, I messed up my calendar somehow. So I'm like, and I had an eight minute commute to my office from, from the house. Um, you know, Melissa knows I don't like commuting so much. She she lived it so many years. So I'm like, my eight minute commute. And the whole time at the beginning, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna miss my daughter's play. I mean, I had a full stack, clients, all kinds of stuff happening that day. And then I'm like, what am I telling myself? I teach people this. Like I, I, I'm here almost in a mantra. I'm not going to make it to my daughter's play. I said, switch that. So I was at a red light and I said, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to make it to my daughter's play. I'm going to figure a way. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I changed my dialogue inside my head. So that was the first thing I did. Then I got to, to my desk 
And I looked at it. And I was like, what can be eliminated? Okay, what ha- does not have to be done today? What can I delay to another day? What can I delegate? I went to my team in the office that was already there because I'm like Stephanie. I get there later because I have my morning time. So I had already had my morning time and then the team's already working. And I said, hey, I need you. I really need a favor. I messed up big time. I got to make it to my daughter's play. So I'm calling in favors. Can you handle this today? Can you do that? I'm delegating everything that I can? And then I, I automation was not at this time. Like you're not going to automate something on the day you have to make an emergency like this, but we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that after. But then I, I had a client right during the play and I was like, oh man. And you know, you know, how you feel horrible, like to call the same day and cancel. I, I never want to do that. And I kid you not, I had put so much energy into like making the play. I, I picked up my phone, which is face down on the table and I turned it up and ding text message comes in. It's that client. Hey, I'm so sorry, Steve. I need to reschedule. I was like, no way. Talk about how spirit works in miraculous ways for you and your life and how there's no, you know, this is, there's no coincidence. This is just like meant to be. So I text back, thank you so much. Oh my God, I'll tell you the whole story later, but I needed this time anyway. So this is a blessing. We'll reschedule. Thank you so much. So by the time I get all this done and all the things I needed to get done that day, I was going to be late. I was going to be late to the play. It was on the other side of town, you know, and there's a lot of lights and it was maybe going to be 15 minute drive and I was going to be late. In all my excitement in the car, I was like, oh my gosh, I made you know like i'm like i hit all green lights i don't even know how it happened i don't even know but i arrived in the parking lot and my wife had saved me a seat because i texted her i'm like okay i'm making it and i walk in and right as i'm sitting down this the curtains open up and there's my daughter center stage opening the play and i'm like oh my my gosh how perfect can it be so there are things I'm not denying. You might be there at, at, at whatever position you are in your company and say, Steve, this is great. And I can prioritize the heck out of things, but it, there's so many things to be done. So the reason I tell you this story is it wasn't one person that making that play was not me by myself. It was a whole team. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners. And Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. Giovanni, how much more do you get done because you have a team? Oh, man. Let me tell you. So much. Um, yeah, no, it's great having other people that you can rely on. That's probably the first thing. So another subject for another day will be WOW Team, and uh, which we have here now. But yeah, just having people you can rely on that you know you can send things to. Like, if you're listening to this, you got to think about what's your most... What's the most important thing for you in your position? If it's a CEO, founder, um, executive, wherever you're at, like what's the most important thing for you to be doing in the business? Everything else you shouldn't be doing. That should be off your plate. Uh, and if you feel like you should be doing everything, that you need to reevaluate a lot of things because if you're at the top, you should not be doing everything. You should be the one that's like, like orchestrating everything and delegating everything else to everybody else. I think, and I think that's like the hardest thing for most 
high level people is like, no, I have to do it myself because I'm the only one who can do it this way or like, or things won't happen. And then so many stories of when people decide to let go of that control of that power and do it, like just frees you up to do so much more. It's like almost like the owl clients, right? If you listen to previous uh, episode of talking about owl clients, like the energy that's there when you have a client that's hurting you is like, maybe not the same level of holding on to something that can be delegated out, but it's still that same energy. Like when you're holding on to like things and tasks and other stuff that you're supposed to, that you supposed to quote unquote supposed to be doing, and you can be focusing on something else that's more important for you and your position, like that energy is blocked and you're not allowed to move forward with it. Right. Which then comes back to this full time and having the time to do the actual things you want to do, planning your fun first, so, I mean, so much more gets done when you're able to do that. And I guess, thankfully, I'm at the point now I can say, thankfully, uh, I was never that con- that kind of person that had the control and needed and wanted to do any, all that stuff. I'm like, no way, man. Like, who can I give this stuff to? So like, I don't have to do anything. Like, that's my, like, that's my goal is like, how do I not do anything and still like get paid <laughs> and do like in a good way, right? Mike Donald's just like pawning off stuff, but like, but it's like, how can I do the least amount of work that's going to be the most impactful? Right. Because again, getting back to if you're if you're supposed to be like the visionary and leading the the ship and you're worried about the how the rudders are working, how where's the gas, like who's like pulling in the anchor? Like if you're like worrying, like if you're trying to do it yourself, instead of saying, Hey, hey, and I don't know ships at all, so sorry for this analogy. You you did more than I thought you were gonna do. Like (laughs) I was like, like, Wow, hey guy on the starboard. Um I don't even know what starboard's at. But like, if you're trying to like, get, if you're right. trying to pull the anchor up yourself, you know, maybe it's okay if you have this like little tiny little boat, but if you have this giant, huge, like container ship, like you can't be running back and forth trying to direct the boat and then trying to pull the anchor or whatever else. Right. So it's like really when you can let go of all of that and you can just focus on steering the ship where it needs to go and having the people, having a wow team around you successfully do that so you can just focus on that like that's a game changer just not just for your business but for your your personal life like we're talking about you're planning your fun first because then you can i think the stress kind of falls away that you know things will get done that's the eliminate delegate automate to keep repeating in your head and you know if you i used to say do what you do best and delegate the rest do what you do best and delegate the rest that's a pretty good mantra it served me well for many years then i got paralyzed right? Guillain-Barre syndrome came into my life and taught me a bigger lesson. Now I am in the space like Giovanni. I want to delegate everything and not because I'm greedy and selfish and I need all this time. What am I spending my time as a leader? I'm helping, I'm mentoring, I'm taking my thing. And so if you like going to another thing, Giovanni just brought up, I'm the only one that can do this. Well, that is a bad thing for a business. If we're building business. So what's the difference between a business and being self-employed, self-employed, you own a job. So if you created a business, so you're a CEO, founder, entrepreneur, and you have a job, you created that. I, for many years, over a decade, created my own prison. And I had to do it and we were doing good stuff. So I felt good about it. So it wasn't completely miserable. But if I was out of pocket, we were in trouble. If I was sick, we were in trouble. Even if I was on vacation, that's why then vacation was never fun because it's like I'm halfway there and halfway not there. 
all those things then take away from your life. You're grinding away. And guess what? You're less powerful. I started losing my juice. I started losing things. Started making mistakes, poor decisions, all these things because I was getting worn out. So what do we do at that time by delegating? Well, and if we can't delegate something, the first thing you got to do is figure out which thing you want to delegate and then train. Now, I ask many people that say, I'm the only one that can do that. Okay, great. How long will it take you to train? A day? Is it an easy task? Is it going to take you a week? Is it going to take you a month? Is it going to take you a year? I don't care if it's any of those. What if it takes two years to become really proficient at the thing that you need to let go of? If you could train someone else or multiple people is better, multiple, like at least two people. So you have redundancy in the company so they can go on vacation too, by the way. We don't want one person that's the work so we can go on vacation because the same thing's going to happen to them. They're going to get less powerful and less powerful and they're going to lose their battery and then we have nothing. So this has to apply to the whole organization. This is what creates wow team. It's not about the leaders getting rich and having their happy life and everyone else is miserable because that will end. They will leave. They will stop. The company will break. Customers will get dissatisfied. The product will get worse. The satisfaction will go down. We need everyone working with joy. So we need to do this across the board. And if it takes two years to train on a said task that no longer, is it worth spending two years training someone else? Even if it costs you double or triple the time than if you just did it yourself, I say yes. If I had to triple the time to do a task, to train someone even over two years, but then I never had to do that task again. Wow. And some of us spend decades in our career and we never get time off. And then we wonder why, because we didn't train. So that's the activity that Giovanni is talking about. If I want to make the most impact, then I need to train the most people to do the amazing work that this company is meant to do because I made this company so that it could change lives. So if I'm sick and paralyzed in the hospital and I can't work, or if I want to go on holiday with my kids before they're so old, they don't want to hang out with me anymore. Hopefully that never happens. Then I need to do it now, right? And that means I need to have help. And that means we need to have a team. And that's where it comes back to the African proverb that we're so happy that someone wiser than us said this. If you want to go quickly, go alone. And that is true. Like when I'm at the airport and I'm by myself, it's a lot easier than when I go with my whole family and the kids and, you know, especially when they're young and you're packing all this stuff. But if I want to go far, then I will go together. And believe me, when I'm with my whole family, I could go forever. I wouldn't be here on this podcast if it wasn't for my family. And if it wasn't for the people on this podcast with me, my team and my family allowed me to heal. So... When you're trying to do it all yourself, you're actually hurting yourself and you're not letting your dream, your magic spread in the world at a much larger way. And back to end this on a metaphor with Giovanni's boating metaphor, if you have a small boat, you can't even go as far. If you have a big ship, you can get across the Pacific, across the Atlantic, you know, but in a little boat, maybe you'll make it, maybe you'll break a record. And you'll be like the little rowboat that could. But that's like one person, two people. But a lot of people can get a team, make a crew, and get a ship navigated across the, the world. I pick that. I pick team. I pick going big and going far and making the world a better place and helping other people achieve their dreams. So 
that's what makes this possible. You can choose your time. So I would just add to that too, Steve. If you if you do have that small one person vote, um, and you're like, I I can't delegate anything. I don't have a team or anything like that. Like in today's world, there's so many options out there using technology, different technologies, and even um, virtual assistants. Right? Um, there's two team members that are on on the podcast with us in the Philippines that we absolutely love and absolutely are amazing, but they're not they're not here physically, and even the four of us here we're not in the same physical space but yeah we only get together once a quarter yeah yeah like and having so if you if you are self-employed like there just think of there's different options for you look into virtual assistants look into different technologies to help you with that and then like start building your teams you don't have to have employees necessarily but you do need others to go further and just think about your mission how how impactful do you want your mission to be? You can only impact so many people by yourself. You have to you have to have others. There's no other way of doing it. It's uh it's huge. And Stephanie has help from a wasp on the on the podcast right now. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face. It like came in. I had the door kind of cracked and um, you know, to the outside because it's nice and it just like came in and started coming at me and i was like oh my god because it wants to know how to not work so hard Busy and i was bees. like what are you guys talking about i need to hear some more oh of this god. i'm flying around working over here i was told by my colony i had to work every day yeah he's like i want to take a break i'm tired so i just lovingly coaxed him back out and oh that was you're nice you're nicer than i probably would have been so well, I, this is not my first time with this particular wasp. He has been here before and he kind of chills by the door and he's not super aggressive. I think he, uh, yeah, he comes in on Tuesdays. Part of the family. He's part he of the team. He knows who the queen bee is. Yeah, he knows so who the queen bee is. I, I'm like, took my little binder and like scoot him out. It's an effective tool for many reasons. But anyway. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. It was too funny to not bring up, but it's these are the things. So I've opening to whatever everyone wants to add, but you know, I, just to make a bullet point because I feel like we brought up a lot of topics right now. Number one, plan your fun first, and it really is first. That's why we call it plan your fun first because once you plan your fun, it's going to give you an exit strategy, which also could be planning your morning too. To Stephanie's point, when do I start? When do I end? those work activities, then by shrinking that, then we prioritize. Giovanni, do you Sorry. want to jump in on that? Go yeah, so I was before you jump to the next one, because I, I wrote down a note on yeah, that, do on it. find your fun first, was that like, uh, just to emphasize to not, it doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be a, like a vacation. And I know you mentioned stuff like music and stuff like that, but we've had clients, you know, like, it's like, I'm trying to plan my fun first, but like, how many vacations or like, they're always thinking like these big, grandiose things of planning their fun first. And so I just want to put it out there. Like, uh, just think of something small, like seriously, like even it's like going outside to walk. If you like to garden, like just going and smell, yeah. stopping to smell the roses, like just literally something small to break up that even just your day, you're like, well, okay, Steve, I can't, you know, the day's busy. Okay. I'm going to start working on my calendar and, and blocking my time and doing all this stuff. But in the middle of the day, like I don't, I don't have any time to like, to do it. That's a perfect opportunity to stop and just like make something small in the day, like a 15 minute thing. And just like, maybe, maybe it's learning to, to do the yo-yo. I don't know. 
right? Maybe it's learning to crochet, maybe like to draw, like something that's at your desk. Like, oh, I can't get away from my computer, you know, for very long. Like, well, what can you do? Like that's just going to take your mind off of emails or clients or whatever. And that, that's another thing that's popped in my head is like taking a break too is not checking emails. It's like completely like stop working. Like, like don't look at emails. Don't do like something else that's still work, but it's not like the main thing you're working on. Like it's stop working altogether. So yeah, just to reiterate, planning your fun doesn't need to be something big. It doesn't need to be vacation. Um, just a few moment, tiny things that just bring a little bit of joy to your life. Sorry. Well, no, no, they, I wouldn't apologize. This is important. I, I think Giovanni, you're on, you're, like if you still struggle with this and I know Melissa would say she's even still uh, struggles with this, you know, one thing that we, we often share, come back to the experiences you want. If you could write down the top five experiences you want in your life, maybe it is travel, right? Maybe it is something big that you want to experience, you know, before you die. But then ask yourself, well, what will having that do for you? What will having that travel do? And a lot of people will say, oh, it's new adventures. It's uh, experiencing a different language or different things. Uh, and I'm just using this as an example. Like, then what can you do on your daily basis to have that? You know, many of us in our own town, we don't even know. We don't even know all the nooks and crannies of our own town. What if you go find something new? What if you look up something that you've never visited? What if you just go visit something new in your own city or your own town? And you can go to the extreme. We did have a, a woman that was working seven days a week. And after working with us for a period of time, I believe it was less than a year, then she was taking one week off a month. And that's what she chose. And she went and took one week a month. And she was sometimes flying to go see a, a game in another city or go, you know, go to uh, all these different places around the world or go to Hawaii and, and visit the islands, you know, like, so you can do those things, but you also can do smaller things. And I like the idea, you know, that's even like, if you can see there's a Rubik's cube, where is it there? Uh, and um, I, you know, I learned that one time. Just, you know, I always kind of watch people do it. So I looked it up. I looked up. How do you, yeah, look at Melissa, there she is. And you can learn the, uh, oh, and Giovanni has one too. Maybe I have some influence. I don't know. Or they had it before me. I don't know. The, the idea is just find something fun that you've always been attracted to and try it out. Right. And you can look up how to do it and then practice that. Or, you know, I even, I haven't been doing it as much lately, but I practice like juggling or just fun little things and to joke Bonnie's fun if you're on your computer for work then I would say a break is getting off of devices you know get away from your phone and your computer for a little bit so I think great point Giovanni you know fun doesn't have to be gigantic like you don't have to go jump out of a plane but if you want to go parachuting you know then then go do that, but plan it. And then when you plan that, guess what? You're going to get off work and you're going to go do that. I highly recommend jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. It's good stuff. I've never it's good done time. it. It's good no, times. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, Melissa, it, uh, so just side note, Melissa, it's like one of the coolest things. Like, so the adrenaline when you jump out is pretty crazy. Like when you're just kind of free falling, but as soon as they open the chute, for me, there was like this, like just moment of like peace and serenity. Cause like, there's just like whooshing, like when you're free falling, right? And then it opens up and it's just like pure silence. And you have this like point of view that you can't get like anywhere else. And like one of the first times I did it, it was just like one of the most peaceful moments of like life. Just like that, like 
oh, this is what Zen's like. It's like, right? It's re- it's really cool. It's really cool. And yeah, a little heart attack, you know, when you first jump out, but you get like, over it. It's probably that contrast. Yeah. It's the contrast. It's like, oh my gosh, I might die. Ah! Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's yeah, like, no, I life won't is be doing beautiful. that. I will live vicariously through you, Giovanni. Sorry. Uh, this is one of those things that if you don't do when you're younger, then you probably do because definitely there's times in my life I'm like, absolutely, I want to do that. And then it just never happens. So I've never done it. And now I'm like, uh, I'll do it if my plane is crashing. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll jump out. That's probably the worst time you want to like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You but want to make sure the plane but works. It's definitely a better choice than <laughs> if the plane's going down. I'm definitely jumping out, you know? So, um, oh my gosh. Maybe That's I'll do funny. it. I mean, we can always change our mind. Maybe I'll do it. But right now, it doesn't. After everything I've been through recently, I'm like, I'm good right now. I feel good. <laughs> I don't think I want to push good. the envelope anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Not right I'm now. I'm walking around, everyone. <laughs> this is amazing. I went for a walk today. It was super awesome. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, so I side I, I side railed us a little bit on uh, yeah doing a bullet list. Yeah, um, where where were we? Just, you were on prioritize. You just won. <laughs> prioritize. Yeah, you, you plan three. your fun first, then you got to prioritize what you're going to do in that squeezed moment, right? What's and right size it. Don't overdo it. Like so that if you're going to get three things done, you get those three things done. So at the end of the day, you can say success. If you vote four things and you only get three, then I would advise doing three things the next day. Don't overbook yourself. And then if we want to get more done, then what do we do, Giovanni? Delegate the heck out of it. Oh, yep. We got to, you know, delegate and automate, you know, so that's the thing we didn't talk about as much, you know, like Giovanni was bringing up all the new ways that we can work globally and we can have a global workforce, um, and you, and it also doesn't mean you have to work international, like Giovanni brought up. Like we all work, we work from different states and it works fine. You know, so you, you can be in the United States and work with teams around the United States. No problem. You can also work internationally. You know, who's the right person to be on your team? And, and like Giovanni said, and Melissa mentioned last time, we'll talk about WOW team. Um, but let's pause that for today. Uh, then you can automate. There's so much technology today and it's ever changing with AI and all these things right now is, is speeding up even faster. The capabilities that we have where we can actually, you know, like even people, you know, say, oh, it's eliminating jobs, right? Like for instance, we use a calendar app. We use Acuity. We're not, we don't have any funding from them. We don't get sponsored by them, but we use them. So I always share what we do. That allows us to schedule meetings. Like, you know, years ago, you would have an assistant. I've had an assistant where then they're emailing and booking and doing that. And you know what? I still have people on the team that are assisting me, but now they don't have to do that. So isn't it wonderful? Like now they can transcend some of these things that are remedial activities that no longer need to be done by a human. It actually gives more power to my team. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to eliminate people from my team. I'm going to have them do more powerful things and have them get more training. And, you know, the thing, all the futurists in the National Speakers Association, which I'm a member of, uh, that I've gotten a wonderful time to speak with, really smart people that, that have seen the trends and look ahead. And they've all said, and statistically, you can see more jobs are being created in the world right now than are being eliminated. The problem, people don't want change. 
So they're not willing to change. So this brings people like ourselves that are coaches and consultants, the opportunity to help people transition. And, and maybe you are that as well. But the reality is, back to the point, there is so much technology out there that can eliminate tasks that no longer need to be done by the human hand. And then the humans that we are working with and ourselves can work on the most important things. I'm sure I'm missing stuff, Giovanni, on that. But so in the bullet points again, plan your fun first so you know when you're going to start and end. Then prioritize what you're going to work on and right size it so that you get the right amount of work done. And then you uh, have to find how can you get more done if you want to, then you have to be the mentor. You have to be the orchestrator. You have to be the leader. And then you delegate and automate. And automation can take some time, just like delegation. Delegation takes training. Making sure that uh, people are doing it in the manner that you would like to see it be done. Take as much time as you need. That is an investment and it is worth it. Stop saying, I can get it done faster than anyone else. I Awesome. I'm glad if you can do it faster than anyone else, then you're the perfect trainer. Teach everyone else how to do it that fast and give them time. Don't forget that you spent years mastering it. <laughs> so give them time. I was going to say, uh, there's two things that popped up for me that I have uh, written notes down that kind of both go in with, well, the whole thing is like setting expectations with people. When you start, if you're going from like never really s scheduling your calendar or your fun first, um, like set expectations with everybody you're working with so that they kind of understand and realize what's going on. Cause some people might get like sideswiped with it and be like, Whoa, wait, 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 you're, you're not gonna, yeah, I'm, you're, you're not going to these meetings. What? Uh, we have these meetings for a reason, like, or whatever, like it is, but so it's like setting those expectations with whomever you're working with, whether that's clients or internal, whatever it may be, but it's setting that expectation of like, Hey, this is what we're, I'm going to be trying, you know, or doing. Um, so I just want to kind of put that down. And then, uh, other one was, um, on the delegation part again, is like the, you want to get rid of the, the thing that you like doing least first. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but it's like, yeah, what, what is it that you absolutely despise doing or like can't stand doing and get rid of that first? Um, because that's gonna, um, just free up so much energy for you to do, um, so much other things that you'd much rather be doing. Um, so yeah, offload all the stuff you don't want to do first. Or the thing that takes the longest. I agree. I think those were great call outs. But if there's something that you have to do often and it takes a really long time, that's another great way to free up significant space in your calendar to make room for more of those important things. So yeah, I think both of those are, are huge. And I think too, I was just going to ask Giovanni, when you say set expectations with people like what are some good ways that you can do that and what would you suggest like how do you yeah. communicate that like hey we're going to be doing things a little bit differently and here's why like what yeah just curious yeah and actually as you said that was like brought something to mind is like is like if you're doing this and then you're the leader trying to get it like the team not just yourself doing it but like the team so maybe you need to do it first for a little bit to get it to have it uh, kind of established in your mind. But like, what a great like team building uh, exercise, right? To like, hey, we're gonna kind of flip our calendars on its head, right? And you said this so many times, Steve, I'm not sure on this podcast, but in life and whatnot is like, so many of us, we build our calendars around our business, then we sprinkle our life in where we have those moments, right? And we're 
what we're really talking about is is building your life first and then sprinkling your business around it. So way of setting expectations. I mean, it's really just talking with with, with people. That's probably like the easiest way. It's like, hey, I'm trying this some this thing that's different, and you might want to say it's radical because maybe in our society is kind of radical, right? Like, what do you mean talking about planning your fund first? This is this is crazy. We got to work. And I know our society it's not the worst about it, but we're you know pretty work, 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 grind, 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 kind of a thing. Um, so I mean, for me, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just like is talking with people. It's like, hey, like I'm I'm gonna try this new thing. I'm gonna plan my life first, and then I'm gonna sprinkle work in here. And these are what's kind of kind of go on. Something that popped in my mind is also is like there's a method of like checking emails because we get so bogged down in emails, right? It's where like you only check your emails like twice a day kind of a thing. And it's just letting people know like, hey, I'm only going to check my emails like this hour and this hour. If it's emergencies, call me or something like that. Other than that, like I'll respond to you around these time frames. But it's like that kind of level of communication. It's like, okay, hey, I have, here's my calendar. I'm blocked for these days. And you don't necessarily, I don't think you, Steve jump in or ladies jump in as well. Like you don't need to tell people exactly what you're doing. Um, I remember reading somewhere a lady was like wanted to schedule her time with her daughter. Like she just had just branched out on her own, creating like a consulting business. And like she was working with a pretty big company and they wanted to do these like early hour meetings, but she was wanting to spend time with her daughter. And I think the person she was working with was like, well, why don't you just put on your calendar? Like it's an executive meeting or something like that. Like no, nobody's going to question it. Like not that she even had to tell them why she didn't want to do it but if they did it's like oh yeah an executive meeting not executive meetings just like with her daughter or something like that right and so it's like she had that time off so then nobody questioned it or anything like that well even just saying i'm not available at that time you know right. like on my calendar it shows what's available it doesn't say this is unavailable because i'm uh doing this task this you know i don't share my whole endeavors with everyone and they can see my calendar what task i'm working on i don't think anyone really does that and if you do that stop doing that you know just <laughs> say just say here's my available time they don't need to know all your things that you're doing and that's it so here's my available time and then you work around that and, and, you know, I just want to share a story that, well, so if you're an executive, you're a CEO and you're thinking about this, then I was working with the CEO of a multi-million dollar company and the task list was through the roof. They had 80 hour work weeks. And the first thing I did is taught them all these things that I'm, I'm teaching you. And then we worked on creating those habits and we did. And when he got back from vacation, then I said, how are you doing? And he said, oh my gosh, Steve, it's amazing. I'm, I'm making better decisions. I feel more refreshed, even though I'm working less hours, I'm getting the priorities done in amazing ways. I'm making a greater impact in my business and revenue is up. And I'm like, amazing. And he said, yeah, it's like a superpower. I'm like, so good to hear. And then I said, what if everyone in your company felt this way? And then he paused and then he said, Oh my God, I get it, Steve. I get it. And we implemented it across the company. And in 18 months, he doubled, doubled the revenue. He doubled the revenue of the company. And I remember going to visit their office and one of uh, several of their employees hugged me. And I just remember this one, he hugged me and he was crying. And 
he said, Steve, I never made over a hundred grand and now I do. And I just bought my first house for my family. Thank you so much. It made an impact to the whole company. The whole company grew and everyone was living a better life. And when you live a better life, it comes back to what we're talking about. The company is so full with joy. And I just talked to that person um, about last week and they're still growing. They've grown even further. And, uh, and of course he was on another holiday, and, but it is, it's just, uh, that, so it's, you know, to the point that's being made here, it's not one person. So if you have, you want to share this, this might be self-serving for us, but remember our mission is to help as many people, but you can share this podcast with them. If you're struggling to introduce this concept to your company, send them the podcast and say, listen to these people. I think it's a good idea. You want to try this? Hey, you know, um, and yeah, you're promoting us, but what is our mission? Our mission is to help as many people have the freedom they desire. So if you share this podcast, you're, you're not just helping us, you're helping the mission. And if, if we want the world to be working in a more efficient manner so we can live, you know, we're not meant to work and then die. I mean, some might, you know, maybe, maybe that's what you want to do. You, you know, like, you know, a lot of people talk about Elon Musk and his long work hours these days, you know, but maybe, you know, in his lifetime, he wants to make rockets that go to Mars and that's his choice. So again, from the very beginning, I said, this is not right or wrong. This is a choice. And we, I don't expect anyone to do this. I'm just saying, I found this really cool thing. I'm achieving more in my life, making more money, having more fun with my family. If, if you want that, then try this out. And if you don't, then turn this podcast off. I, it's okay. I love you too. I love you all. I love everyone here listening. And, you know, it, it, this is, we're just all four of us here, Melissa, Stephanie, Giovanni, and I, we're just sharing our hearts. And, you know, we found this to make our lives better. And if you do too, then please, please share it with others and please comment. Let us know what part of this was the best thing for you. What thing? I love all the hearts popping up. If I could do that and talk at the same time, that would be amazing, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that good at multitasking anymore. I used to try, but you know what? I'm focused just like we're teaching you here. And so, you know, please comment. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you learned and what you would like to learn. Is there any, are there any topics that you'd like us to talk about? Um, and please uh, subscribe and share so that we can further this mission on finding new ways to work so we can have more business and more life. And as always, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenoplaton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. 
and we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopolitan.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopolitan.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.